0: Don't you just hate when God tells you how to live, but it conflicts with the way the world tells you how to live? Ah! Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I am your host, Spencer. This is my modestly beautiful wife. That sounds terrible. This is my beautifully modest wife, Nikki. She is abundantly beautiful, not modestly beautiful. So today, all right, well, before we dive in, do you have anything you want to say?
1: I just always want your prayer requests and praise reports. So please let us know of any, and ours are the same, just still house hunting. So pray for our faith to not give up, not be discouraged, and please like and subscribe to our channel as well.
0: Yes, and forgive me for calling you modestly beautiful. It was a slip of the tongue. Anywho, (laughs) today we're talking about every woman's favorite topic, I'm sure. Um, You know, most people probably don't want to hear this. Or they've probably heard it before and they are dismissed it, you know, this modesty topic. But the thing is, it's biblical. Mm -hmm. Therefore, it's correct, you know. And if it's biblical and it's correct, it needs to be talked about. And eventually, you know, if you're right in your Christian faith and you are seeking after God, you're going to eventually come to this conclusion on your own um, or with help. But you'll come to this conclusion eventually, you know. And we're speaking on the topic because... Um, we think it's important and not because we're more spiritual, you know, or anything, you know, we could fill up these shows until Jesus comes back talking about all the reasons we need um, his blood to cleanse us. So we're not more spiritual or godly, but we've just made more mistakes and we've been humbled enough in our life to come to this conclusion. Um, And thankfully we've had good, you know, godly leaders and people in our lives to help us get there. So you know the thing is living godly you know it's just it's far better than living sinful you know having like the godly life it's going to spare you from a lot of pain and heartache rather than living sinfully and having to be brought to a place of like humility and repentance it's mm-hmm. just not a beneficial way to live your life so um, that's kind of why we're on this topic so if you want to go ahead and kick this off baby
1: Yeah. Well, we're kind of looking at it from a worldly um, modesty versus the Christian modesty. And it seems like as time goes by, you know, the culture always changes. The world is always getting more and more loose in their morals. And it's like Christianity just kind of follows a little bit behind the world. So we don't look. Just like the world, we're just a little bit different. And actually, we're pretty blended in, like right up with them. There's just some Christians who just want to take a couple steps back and not go as far as the world. But the thing is, is the world keeps going here, and we're not supposed to follow them. We're supposed to be back here as they go forward. Because as they get darker, we just get brighter. But we're dimming our light as we're following behind in in this topic, in modesty. So – um
0: yeah it's a shame i was just kind of thinking about that when you were talking about it you know we are christians right and everybody wants to be like thought of as like you know godly and the world can see that you have this godly character but we're so blended in and it's a shame because if you go to a muslim country or you see a muslim like their women are in burqas head to toe like they and obviously you know, we're not talking about going to the extreme of wearing burqas no. and sackcloth, but like <laughs> you look from a distance and you're like, that's a Muslim. And yeah. don't you want that to be yeah. thought of about you? Like someone can <laughs> see you from a distance and be like, there's a Christian instead of yeah, just being like, point. Oh, there's a average Joe that looks just like everybody else down the street. So
1: it's hard to to tell. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to uh, read a couple of Bible verses because we need to look to the Bible. Um, For this topic. Um, we're always trying to point to scripture. So the first one, First Peter three, three. So for wives, it says, Do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear, but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands. So it was their husbands trying to show them like quit being so outwardly showy. And it's not like, you know, we're not all into the braiding hair and the gold jewelry like some people might be. But the point is that like these women nowadays are being so extravagant and it's like, your husband already is attracted to you and married you, but you're still going further and further. Like, I don't know. You notice like all these, not to like put it down, but I just see that the things women are doing nowadays with eyebrows and buying the expensive eyelashes. And, and I, I don't know. I look at that and I'm like, they're so beautiful already. And what are they doing? And who is it for? And I just think, it's getting out of hand and we really need to go back to God's word and focus on the heart and husbands encourage your wives and compliment them on on who they are spiritually. Don't just outwardly compliment your wives all the time because then they think that's all you care about. Give compliments. Like, I love seeing you read God's word. I love how you're growing in your faith and and just things like that and nurture that part of them.
0: Yeah, and the thing is like, you don't want to read this verse and be hung up on the gold jewelry or the braiding. No. Cause that's what people get caught up in the minutia. But if you look at the heart of what he's saying, you know, back then, maybe, you know, the braided hair and the gold jewelry was some outward expression where you're like sort of flaunting your body or yourself in a certain way, which is obviously different for us. You know, we would focus more on the clothing you wear piece and, you know, you don't want to, you know, kind of, the old can't see the forest through the trees, right? When you're reading this verse and be like, oh, so maybe I shouldn't wear gold and jewelry. Like, that's not what no. the heart of the, the text is saying. And like she said, you should be, you know, encouraging your wife or your spouse in these areas where their beauty is internal, um, more so, mm-hmm. you know, obviously than lavishing it all on the external.
1: In the other verse, um, what's First Timothy 2, 8? 2.9. Oh, likewise also that women should adorn themselves in respectable apparel with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but with what is proper for women who profess godliness with good works. So what is proper? I think just like he said, like, of course, we're not going to wear burqas and things like that. And I know people argue that, oh, it's our culture. What is moral, morally acceptable in one culture isn't in another. And I know in the last, I don't know if it's been 10 years, you know, yoga pants have come out and, and women were like totally against that. I remember everybody like, wow, that's crazy. But now it's like, even I own yoga pants, but now I'm just like, I'll just wear them at home or I don't want to go out in public, but I was wearing them the other day and I ran to the store But I had a long shirt on with it and I ran into a couple from church, an older couple, and I felt embarrassed. (laughs) Like I wouldn't wear that to church and I thought I was just running the store real quick, but it was really like conviction because this has been on my mind and I'm like, I need to be more self-controlled and not like I need to think about what am I wearing before I go out in public and what am I doing? Like. Yeah, and I
0: was just thinking as you were reading through, or as we were kind of putting together these Bible verses, you know, like Christians always want to pick and choose the Bible verses that we listen to or that we adhere to, Um, you know, and it could be on any myriad of different topics, you know, we're talking about modesty today, it could be debt, it could be tithing, it could be Mm -hmm. anything, I mean, we've all, you know, chosen the Bible verses we're willing to adhere to and the ones that we neglect, and the thing is is like if you're listening to this the bible just told you what it meant to dress modestly mm-hmm. or modestly yeah and it's basically you know you can get lost in minutia, like i said but it's basically not trying to accentuate your outward appearance right, right and she mentioned right. the yoga pants thing like you can try to dress it up however you want but it accentuates your body right. that's the reason that they wear them i mean
1: mm-hmm.
0: and ain't nobody buying the whole like oh it's fitness like
1: yeah. <laughs> First like of all, ain't
0: nobody working out. Going and, to
1: the gym. Yeah, those are like gym clothes, but...
0: Like we've even, in my life, I love working out and going to the gym. It's something I very much enjoy doing. And in the last, you know, six months or whatever, like I've had to basically stop going to the gym. And obviously I struggled with it for a long time, but we just had to talk and it was like, you just can't be there anymore because there's always women around dressed you know, provocatively working out and it's too difficult to try to like just focus on what you're doing and not be drawn, you know, to where they are. So. And
1: that's the argument women make. They're like, well, it's not my fault. Like that's his problem. And I should be able to dress how I want, but.
0: men are the same way too. It's not like men are absolved of this either. Like you dress in a way to try to draw attention to yourself just the same in the clothing that we wear. So. Yeah. It just
1: usually falls like women are the modest ones. (laughs) Yeah.
0: And. You know, the thing is, is like immodesty is sort of like a brother or like a companion to sexual immorality because that's mm-hmm. where it leads yeah. you to, yeah. you know, and the Bible tells us to flee from sexual immorality, right? Like basically I should be working out and seeing a girl walk in the gym and just throw my weights and go <laughs> running out. Like that's what the Bible tells me to do. I mean, so I don't do that. It but- starts
1: in the mind, like a temptation and... And the more you entertain that temptation and your excuses, well I gotta work out and there's nothing I can do about it I can't tell that girl she can't wear that well then you gotta leave you gotta honor God and honor your marriage and I'm I'm just grateful I have a husband who's honest we're honest like we care about each other's spiritual condition not just our marriage in that but
0: I'm not so holy that I'm above it all like my no. eyes are still drawn astray and you mentioned kind of no. like, this falls more on the women and it does, right? God made women beautiful. It's a blessing from God that women are as beautiful as they are. And it's meant to be. And it may seem unfair. This was kind of something that I was thinking of as we were jotting these down. And we've heard this on the modesty topic, you know, it's unfair. Why is it my fault that he can't turn his eyes away or whatever, but like the unfairness idea I think is childish. Um, the idea that like, well, this isn't fair, like life isn't fair, get over it. You know? So if your argument is like, well, he doesn't have to do it. That's not fair. It doesn't exist. Fairness doesn't exist in the world. And like a woman is more beautiful than a man. We're obviously ugly, (laughs) smelly people, but it's just the way it is. Like, so you have to carry yourself differently in the realm of your physical appearance. Whereas a man, maybe anger and aggression is something that comes much more natural to us. So we have a lot more struggle in the anger realm and this testosterone that's raging through us. It's not fair that we walk around angry all the time, <laughs> but we don't get to be like, oh, I punched him in the face. I was angry. I'm, my wife wasn't angry, which I didn't have to be angry. Like <laughs> it's not a good enough excuse to be like, oh, it's not fair. So the fairness argument, I get Mm -hmm. it. We all wish life was fair, but it's not, and it's never going to be. So you just have to deal with it and, um, not try to make excuses.
1: Yeah. It's like, you're just trying to handle, you have a handle on sin and you have a handle on temptation, but the Bible doesn't say to do that. It says to flee, just flee. Don't try to handle it. So it's just kind of like we were talking about if Paul and Peter were here today and, would they, what would they think of you wearing your yoga pants or your bikini? Like, would you feel comfortable if they were here today being around them? and?
0: Yeah, we watched the Christmas with the cranks the other day. Oh, gosh. <laughs> and there's a scene where uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, I think, she's like, they're yeah. going to get tanned or at a tanning are in the, the mall, yeah. And bed. something happens in her tanning But if she comes out and she's wearing her bikini that she's tanning in, and she's, like, at the front counter. She turns around, and her, pat- or her priest is there. And she's, like, covering herself <laughs> up. And, like, it's funny. Like, she wasn't covering herself up until she saw her priest. And then she realized, like, yeah. oh, now I'm dressed.
1: And he's, like, staring at her, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, so it was just, it's that kind
0: of thing. Like, if the Apostle Paul walked up right. and you run to him in, on the beach in your bikini. You would be like, cover yourself. Hey, Paul. Like, you're probably not. I mean, some might.
1: The like. thing is, is, like, the... I guess what the whole bikini issue is, like, you can, like, it's unacceptable in other areas. Like, we were talking about, like, if somebody walked in on you and you were dressing at home, like, you're just in your brown underwear and you're like, ah. But then you're wearing a bikini, which is the same thing, and you're just on the beach. Don't care. Who sees me? So, I don't know. that I know people have heard of that, and I thought that was just weird. Like, it's acceptable. Like, are men less sexually tempted because they're on a beach. Like you're not worried about what they're thinking of you on the beach. Does that does that turn off? Do you have a turn off switch when you go to the beach? You're not tempted anymore?
0: Men never have a turn off (laughs) (laughs) switch.
1: So if I don't want someone seeing me in my bra and underwear, like I don't want them seeing me in a bikini. It's the same like it's just I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking before, for one. So I don't know, I think I was just ignoring that spiritual truth there.
0: Yeah, and kind of the question, you know, with the whole modesty topic, and obviously, you know, the whole thing of like bra and underwear is the same as a bikini, you know, it's been talked about, and nothing with modesty is new, right, this has been talked about, the problem is just when are you gonna accept it? When are we gonna accept this modesty thing? And it sort of just comes down to the question of like, how does it glorify God? Right. You know, does wearing skin tight pink yoga pants and a sports bra to the gym glorify God? Does wearing your tiny bikini to the beach glorify God? And, you know, you're just thinking like if you had an opportunity to share the gospel, you saw somebody hurting, whatever, in that moment, are you like presenting yourself and prepared? Like if you saw me on the beach, heartbroken and whatever, my kid just got hurt. Are you ready to go and share the good news of Jesus if you're wearing a bikini? Like I'm probably not gonna be ready to receive it or like I'm gonna be distracted from the message. And yeah we should never want to distract from the message. And um we wrote down or we took down Timothy or Second Timothy four. Um, I think it's like one through three.
1: Okay. Or two through three if I you want to Preach the word be ready in season and out of season. Reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching. By having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions. So that part about being ready in season, out of season. Like you don't, you're not, um, you're not going to preach the gospel. You're not gospel-minded when you're on the beach, hanging out with your friends, and whatever you're doing on the beach as an adult. If you got your kids with you, whatever but most people are going to the beach, spring break, and they're drinking and you're not thinking of the gospel. Even Christians go and do that stuff. And they're thinking, I'm taking a break from the gospel. I'm just gonna have a good time. But we're called to be ready in season and out of season. So like he said, you're not gonna preach the gospel effectively in your (laughs) bikini. Not to mention,
0: the Lord could come back at any time. If you're in Hawaii in your thong bikini, And he takes you up to heaven and you standing in front of Jesus like Jamie Lee Curtis trying to cover up your bikini. (laughs) (laughs) And look at like, this sounds heavy handed. Like you can't go to the beach. Like no one's saying that, but there's a way to be modest and still be beautiful. And there's a way to be modest and still be not some, you know, Berka wearing weirdo. Yeah, you can look nice, but
1: not be... Attracting, Nothing against are people attracted to you in a sexual way or in a way where you just, you look nice. You're not flaunting the parts of yourself that are just for your husband. And I was going to bring up that part about, well, it was just on my mind how, um, like my, my body is for you and It's only for your eyes, for your hands. And I only want to be in your mind. I don't want to be wearing something that's going to cause someone else, their mind, their imagination starts going with what I have just given them. That's for him only. And what does he think with me doing that? If he approves of me doing that to other people into like a weak brother in the faith, like I'm being a stumbling block like then he's also saying he doesn't care about all those stumbling in the faith. I'm just being used as a, a tool for Satan with the gift. God gave me this body to glorify him, not to be used as a tool for Satan to tempt someone else.
0: Yeah. And I mean, men is the head of the household and you know, the spiritual head of your family. Like you should take this responsibility of protecting your wife. You know, if you knew The lustful, immoral thoughts that are running through every guy's mind um, when your wife or your husband, whatever, is out at the beach dressed provocatively like you wouldn't be okay with that. But, you know, if you're allowing that to happen in your family or you're doing that yourself, like that's what you're doing and like she just read you know talked about Romans 14:13 tells us not to be a stumbling block that calls other people that causes other people to fall away and like we heard this great quote from a pastor at church he was reading a ulysses s grant biography and I haven't had a chance to read it myself but there's a passage in there where his when he gets uh, selected to be general of the Union Army he his wife realizes that she's now about to be like center stage. And she apparently had like a wandering eye or something that she was ashamed of kind of her whole life. Mm -hmm. So as he gets selected, she decides she's going to go and get this surgery or whatever to fix her eye because she wants to not embarrass Ulysses. And there's a quote in there or something where Ulysses tells her like, those are my eyes. And I basically, I like them the way they are don't change them. And I was like, Ooh, don't be telling girls, 2021 20, girls that their body is their husbands. Uh, they might have a, you know, outcry, but that's the truth, right? Yeah. Like, you know, women are supposed to submit to their husbands. Husbands are supposed to love their wives. Like, and this is part of it, protecting them, protecting them spiritually as well as physically. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that quote that I know it's going to rub people the wrong way, but like those are my eyes <laughs> like, don't change them. You know, that's, that's my body. Don't go and show it to everybody else. Um, right. in the same way I should be doing that to her. I love her enough to not go and flaunt whatever I have, you know,
1: <laughs> so if funny. I can. Because so whatever I
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and the thing is, is women dress scantily clad, like you are causing men. And it, again, it may not be fair, but life isn't fair. Like you are causing them to give in to lustful thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, there, you know, it's just the way it is. And, you know, you shouldn't be trying to lead people into a a stumbling place. I'm
1: going to, I have something I was just thinking of. Um, I had a friend who's a Christian. I don't know if she was very long in the Christian faith, but she was also a stripper. And I remember talking with her and being like, why are you doing that in, you know, we're just pretty much telling her what we were talking about here. And and she's like, well, if I'm not doing it, somebody else is going to be doing it. So it wasn't that she even cared about them. It was just like a way, you know, she's making money. But so it's like that with your bikini, like, well, they're going to be looking at everybody else. Why not just look at me too? But you belong to God and you are the temple of his Holy Spirit. And. Why would you use his temple to lure like lure people into sin? Doesn't that sound odd?
0: Do you want to read
1: 1 Corinthians 6:19? Yeah. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought with a price. So glorify God in your body. So again, like how how does it glorify God? you're glorifying yourself and it's also in glorifying yourself you're being a stumbling block so i don't know i'm not saying all these things to be judgmental but it is a serious thing like it's not about you it's not about you being comfortable in a bikini or in your yoga pants and it that's the thing of being a christian it's dying to your flesh if your flesh is comfortable in those things you need to ask yourself why is your flesh comfortable in doing something when you really think about it causing somebody else to stumble and everybody's accountable for their own their own thoughts like it's not all on you I know that whoever is looking at you they they are still accountable for their thoughts but don't don't help that along so
0: yeah I know and we're running a little bit long do you want to say any last words here as we get ready to wrap this thing up
1: I just want to say um, if you or anybody in your life is, um, you know, along these lines we're talking about, maybe they dress too immodest, but just give them grace, bring everything up in love. And just like, we're all, we're all learning and I we're just bringing this topic up. It's not talked about a lot. I know it's touchy, but just be patient and prayerful with your friends and family about it and point them to God's word because it isn't even us saying it. It's God saying it. So it's between them and God really after you um, sharpen them, I guess, iron sharpening iron, we're called to do that. So don't not say anything. Just point them to God's word.
0: Yeah. um, And this isn't meant to be heavy handed. know at all and that's not what we're meaning to do but i just think that if we had like if we just got a glimpse a second of a glimpse of what our eternity looked like and we're true believers right we know that we're going to heaven if you had a one second of a glimpse of what that eternity was like there is nothing you wouldn't give up to be thought of as precious to god and earn your rewards in heaven like you'd wear a sackcloth and fast (laughs) until you died. Like you did not care, right? Because you know, you saw this glimpse of what we're going to. And I think we lose faith in that. The world beats us down and Satan wears us down and we kind of lose focus on this eternity to come. But I just want to read those two verses again, where it says, let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with imperishable beauty and a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. And then uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19, um, I think, let me see. It says, um, you were bought with a price, so glorify God in your body. And I just thought like glorifying God in your body is very precious to God. And if we see this eternal picture Mm -hmm. in our mind, or we could get a glimpse of it and we realize what it means to be like glorifying God and how precious He like mm. man, like what you wouldn't do to please God. So just know this isn't about us. It's not about men. Like it's about you and God and doing what He tells us to do. Yeah. And walking the life that He tells us to walk. So um just you know take it up in prayer with God. Open your Bible read these verses for yourself and you know see what conclusions you come to. So that's all we got. Again, we're not meaning to be judgmental or harsh. It's not our heart here. We just want everyone to uh, be who God called them to be. So we love you guys. Stick around for Friday. God bless.